yeah. last night or two nights ago. And I mean, people. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was, there was, there was just absolutely nobody there. Man, I mean, listen, I, I, I can talk about the A's and the Raiders and the Warriors situations forever, especially as a kid who grew up there with those teams. And I, the the A's ownership. Awful, I, awful. I mean, you, you can't say enough bad things about the A's ownership. The one saving grace for the A's is for all these years, they've had Billy Bean and he's been able to like – staple a team together that's actually competitive and actually, you know, won a lot uh, over the past uh, 20 years. But Jesus Christ, these dudes are so terrible. The last two ownership groups, I should say, just fucking God awful. And these are, by the way, these aren't poor ownership groups. Oh, these no, are, they, these are they never the are. These are ownership groups in Major League Baseball, the A's well, have. You know, though, we are getting to the point in Billy Bean's legacy that his greatness is starting to become a somewhat distant memory. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Moneyball was a long time ago. Money, Moneyball was 20 years ago. Um, you know, the A's being a, a competitive team in the way we think of a Billy Bean competitive team, which is cheap around the edges, but strong starting pitching. We haven't seen that from an A's team in a long, long time. Matter of fact, oh, when, have five we, years. when have we seen or heard from literally the person, the human being, yeah. Billy Bean? I don't I don't know you know, I don't know what he's doing except cashing I, checks, which I'm not I, hating on him on that, but what is he doing? I mean, I'm gonna be real. I just think Billy's like, fuck this, I'm just gonna take take my paper. They don't 100%. care about winning, so I ain't gonna worry about it anymore. I mean, we've seen we've seen the the quote unquote moneyball way work. You just have to have you got to be willing to pay at least one or two big name players. But but here's the thing, and, and I was talking about some talking to somebody about this a few days ago. Uh -huh. The the movie Moneyball, particularly yeah. the movie, which again yeah. is a Hollywood stylized version of what the Yankees yeah. did. They spent a lot of time talking about how they just got these 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 band of of plucky rejects to come yeah. together to some way somehow craft a major league baseball lineup without acknowledging literally acknowledging the fact that the A starting pitching during that particular year of Moneyball yep. was yep. fucking historic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, had, like, they had three 20 game winners and a Cy Young winner and Barry yeah. Zito. Like that's not a plucky underdog story. Yeah. You had what everybody needs and wants in major league baseball to be successful, which is starting pitching that where you in a three game series go, if we get one win off of these three guys, this is a great series for us, and they didn't even mention it in the movie. It's pure fiction. No, no, and the fact that, and and the other side to that is those are all homegrown pitchers. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Those, those are all guys. Exactly. Drafted. Right. And, and it's 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 amazing to me that they've been able to win as much as they have over the past 20, 25 years with legitimately every time somebody got good, you knew for a fact they were the fuck out of here. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it got it's gotten worse because they're not even waiting for them to get good anymore. No. no. They're just skipping them out. This is why like it, it hurts me to tell people to boycott, but I'm like, fuck these dudes. But here's the thing, you ain't gotta tell people to boycott, they're doing that already. People can see that it's garbage. I mean yeah. it's it's it's, yeah. it's 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 nothing. They yeah. they they have stripped that thing down to the studs and they are you know, they, they have already hiked up their skirt and and showing it to Las Vegas and now they're basically just trying to consummate the deal. It's a wrap. Yeah. It's over. And which is which is what they wanted. And, and quite frankly, and this is easy for me to say as a non resident of Oakland 
and as someone who didn't grow up here. However, I am from the great city of Houston, Texas, where I know what it's like to have a team not give a shit about the place where it had spent the majority of his time and not give mm-hmm. a shit about the fan base that had supported mm-hmm. a shitty team. I am a Houston Oiler fan, or was, because the team yeah. isn't there anymore. It's in Tennessee. But I know what it's like to have a team run badly and then go elsewhere, and people go, well, that squad, th- th- that town didn't deserve that team. They weren't good fans. It's not that Oakland isn't a good baseball town. It is absolutely a baseball town. It's not that A's fans are not good baseball fans. They absolutely are. But they've been screwed over and over again yep. by A's ownership, yep. particularly John Fisher, the, the current the A's worst. owner. He's the worst. And A's fans are like, fuck that. Yeah. We've got bigger issues to deal with. And we all yeah. know what the, we all know what those issues are. This is, this is legitimately like Major League come to life. Uh, it's 100% like Major League. Yeah, this, this is, is all League on come purpose. to life. Yeah, and so I'm like, you know, it's just for me, it's especially when you know most people don't know this, but for the bulk of their time here, up until uh, Packbell Park was built, the A's regularly outdrew the Giants. Sure, I mean everybody talks about how the Giants have this little. The A's regularly outdrew the Giants. You can just look from the time they got here to the to up until they got packed by a park. It was hey, it was hey listen. The seventies, the A's were great. The Giants were hilariously bad. In the eighties, <laughs> in the early eighties, neither team was good. In uh, eighty seven, the Giants finally got up off the mat. They went to the World Series in eighty nine. But in eighty nine, mm-hmm. who they see in the World Series? They saw the A's, and the A's were starting to get things cooking. In the mid to late 80s, where they went to the World Series in 88 and 89. And then you get to the 90s, neither one of those teams uh, covered themselves in glory in the 90s. Because that's when it started to crest for those A's teams when they lost to the Reds in the World Series in 1990. So your point is right. Is that... yeah, you know, it's it's I'm, not like even, the Giants have been the true juggernaut around these places up until you get to the 2000s when they got the new ballpark and obviously the World Series they won starting in 2010. And they, and they, and they started being willing to pay players to to come and play ball. Right, right. Well, starting with Barry Bonds. I mean, that was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the beginning. Were you that at was, KBR then? Mm, I got to KBR in '97. I got oh, here in '97. So yeah, I was there at KBR. Uh, that year, was it '93? He came when Bonds came '93. Yeah, it was, I was there. Yeah, because Dusty was there. '93. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And that's where I first met Dusty. And uh, yeah, and when Bond when Bonds came, it was a seismic shift, buddy. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Seismic shift. Um, but wow, that yeah, I I am fascinated by the ins and outs of baseball, and it's one of these sports where. I, I mean, I I can see it going the way of boxing in the next fifteen years. But I got I got to tell you though, and we've talked about this a million times on the podcast. By the way, it I mean you we're just rolling. So hi, how you doing? <laughs> it's another episode of your favorite podcast, Quality Hang. I'm Brooke, Rod Brooks. He's Marcus Thompson. Uh, get on in. Uh, the water is quickly. I didn't do it again. Edit this out. Marcus Osborne, the homie Marcus Osborne. I've only, by the way, done that twice over the course of this uh I don't this, mind uh, at all. Thank you. I, I appreciate that, even though it's an awful thing for me to do. Um, uh, so we are now, well, we're taping this on Thursday, April the 6th. We have uh, had now a week's worth of the 2023 season. 
And uh, the over um, overwhelming, overarching talking point is the pitch clock, and it has been an absolute success. Are you liking uh, it? Games are at well, one hundred percent. Games yeah. are averaging around two hours, thirty minutes, two hours, forty minutes in game time. That is down from uh, three plus hours uh, we got last year, and uh, and beyond that, games are happening at a snappy pace. Um, really no one is complaining about it. There's only been a handful of violations. It, I have found myself watching baseball games that don't concern teams that I care about, like the A's <laughs> or like the Astros or the Giants. I, again, baseball has still got some issues. It's never going to be football. It's, 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 it's not the NBA in terms of uh, the, the median age, the young age of people who are watching it and consuming it. But this pitch clock thing, as far as just sitting down and watching it on television, which is yeah. how all of these sports get their money, it is yeah. a much, much better product. Much yeah, better. Yeah, I, you. I think you make a really good point, Rod, because the popular sports, the sports that have really grown, are the sports that uh, TV networks have figured out how to sell on television. Yes, the NBA has blown up because of television. NFL is the biggest case. And I don't know, and maybe you have some theory on it, but baseball has been and always will be sort of an in-person type of sport. It was, it's never been great on TV except for those incredible dramatic moments. During, sure, like, once you get to the playoffs. Right. Yeah. But otherwise, it's a droll, <laughs> it's a, unless it's your team playing. Right. Or unless you're somebody who loves baseball. And I can tell you, as a kid, I watched uh, – I watched, a lot of baseball. I didn't care who was playing. I was watching the game. And I was also working at the Coliseum, so that was a part of it too. But what do you think? What's been the reasoning that baseball hasn't adapted to the television era? Well, I mean, baseball is is a sport like college football, but even worse for baseball where it's hidebound by tradition. And tradition has kept baseball from doing things to, to make it more friendly to television. And listen, it, the television is the driving force in all of professional yep. sports, yep. okay? It's not the fans. It's not the players. It's television because television is how you get more people to watch your sport. And if you do not craft your sport around television or if you do not make your sport one that is, is television-friendly, then you are operating at a disadvantage. And for years, baseball, because of tradition or because of just being stubborn, which I guess you could look at that as tradition, or just out of just sheer incompetence, they didn't want to do things that made it better for television. And here's the deal. Mm -hmm. with, with baseball, the standing around and doing nothing, while that builds tension in the ballpark on television, it is dead time. It is dead air. And what's the worst thing you can have in the media, whether it's television, radio, or podcasting? It is this. Nothing. You can't have dead time. You yep. can't have nothing going on. That mm -hmm. was happening too much in baseball to the point where it was adding a half an hour to games. That might yeah. not like sound like much, but half an hour of that happening yep. is not going to fly with people. You could say that nothing happens in football in between plays, but at least you got guys coming in and out. At least you got things happening. At least you, there there is the inference of action, and it's also time. You can't just bullshit 
your way yeah. through a football game. There is yeah. a 40-second clock. There's a 25-second clock in between plays in basketball. Yeah. There's a shot clock, as we all know. In baseball, they didn't have that. And the players, being the players, took advantage of that, where they said, well, if I don't have to speed it up, then what am I going to do? I'm going to slow it down. And it got to a point where it was absolutely untenable. Yeah. And Major League Baseball unilaterally decided that there needed to be a pitch clock. And I don't care that it's only been one week. You can see the difference in between baseball now and baseball the way it's been played over the past 20 years. And you're a yeah. fool if you don't think right now is much, much better. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. And I, I, I remember being a kid and games weren't really going past two and a half hours. No, not at all. Matter of fact, I remember being a kid going to the Astrodome wishing the game would slow down. Yeah, and, and folk got in there. They, they did their thing. They got the fuck out. And got now, dudes, I mean, sure, a lot of it has to do with just people uh, adjusting their armor and a bunch of different t conversations at the mound and a shitload of throwovers to first base. And, it's all bullshit. All bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and pitchers taking their time. All bullshit. Uh, walking around and talking to themselves. Like, it's it's fine, I guess, but... You like pick up the fucking pace. Let's go, buddy. Get on the mound, throw the ball, get in the yeah. box, stay in the box. That's Let's what we've go. seen over this past week. And it is a much, much better sport. Flat out. Yeah, man. I'm all about it. And it actually makes it actually makes it the count the clock itself, just the even the concept of the clock in baseball makes it a lot more interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, and, and here's the thing. And I watched a ton of baseball over this week. You don't even think about it. You, no. I, I, I don't even think about it. They even put the clock um, up on the score bug. And I know for NBC Bay Area, which broadcasts the Giants, they don't yeah. show the clock until it gets to, if there's no one on base, they don't show the clock until it gets to eight seconds. If there's oh, really? someone on base, yeah, yeah. They don't show the clock until it gets to 12 seconds. Huh. They don't have the clock running from, you know, 15 or 20 seconds. They huh. don't have that on the screen all the time. Here's the deal. I don't even look up at it. I don't, I, I don't even think about it. Guys, get the ball, they throw the ball. There have been some violations. There have been some violations on the pitcher. There have been some violations on the hitter. But it's it's not an overwhelming thing that you can't you, – you don't – I haven't watched the baseball game this year where I go five, four, three. <laughs> I just haven't done that. Uh, but I'm watching a guy work at a much quicker, a, a much more brisk pace. Like I said, I, and we've talked about this – you know, prior when uh, during spring training is that you, you human beings have this incredible ability to have a clock in their yeah. head. We yeah. can literally tell time without a clock. We can, yeah. we, we can, we know what 15 seconds is. We know what 20 seconds is. We know what 30 seconds is. We know what 60 seconds is yeah. just innate, just internally. That's what these players have right now. And, and again, we're, we're belaboring a point. It's a much better deal. And if you don't think so, you you you're just being an obstinate asshole. I I can't wait until uh, the postseason rolls around and there's sixty thousand people counting down five, four, three. I can't wait till that happens because it's going to happen. That's going to be glorious. Buddy. There's one uh, stadium I've noticed that has done that. Really? And that's that's Seattle. I was watching Seattle oh, in Cleveland the first weekend please. of the season. And yeah, in Seattle, they were they were definitely doing the five, four, please. three, and, and you know what? Great. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Awesome. It's great. I don't it, care. It, it, make it, it makes it more fun to be out there. For Absolutely. The game. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Anything that, that can enhance the experience of the people watching the game at home, because I love to hear that at home. And if I'm at the stadium, I'd love to be in there counting down with them. 100%. 100%. Let's stay with sports. And I guess this also uh, kind of goes into lifestyle as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not only did this country um, introduce itself to women's college basketball. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. We also got ourselves a good old-fashioned race war in the oh, process. Buddy. Let's talk Caitlin Clark. Uh, basketball player from the University of Iowa and Man. Angel Reese, basketball player from the national champion women's basketball team from Louisiana State University. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mess, dude. That was just a complete mess, and everybody is falling all over themselves to shit on. Um, um, Angel Reese. Angel Reed. Just, I mean, wow! Like the vitriol. Like why y'all, y'all, why y'all mad like that? But see, here's here's what what tripped me out about it is that it was it was two pronged. It wasn't just vitriol towards a young black woman in Angel Reese who dared, who 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 dared step outside the the lines of common sports decency and class. It was also people who felt the need. To come to the rescue and aid yeah, of man. Caitlin Clark, of who didn't, people. who did, who didn't ask for anybody to come to her aid or yeah. for anybody to comfort her. Yes. Caitlin Clark wasn't a victim. Caitlin nope. Clark was somebody who happened to get what she gave. And yeah. she was a, she's. A, I said this on Twitter again. Even though LSU was playing for the national championship in yeah. in, in women's college basketball, man. I don't watch men's college basketball all that much. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to watch women's, but on Sunday I did turn it on, and that was the first women's college basketball game I watched this year. Probably the first women's college basketball game I've watched ever. And I don't say that with any pride, but it just wasn't my type of hype. But sure. I do know that the game is played at a high level. Iowa and LSU are two really good teams. So, bam, I tuned in, and, yep. and you know I kind of watched on the periphery. But what I did know about Caitlin Clark going up to that national championship game is that first off, she be giving you buckets. Yeah. The, the woman can play, <laughs> but also she is nice with that trash talk, which yeah. is a part of the game. Yeah. So when when the shit went down and Angel Reese did the you can't see me or whatever, what yeah. I saw was, oh, Angel Reese is just giving back to Caitlin Clark what she had been given to other people. That's and that's it. it. That's the law of 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 the the, the basketball jungle that's is that if you, if you're going to be about that life of, uh, you know, I'm trash talking and I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Well, damn it. When the rabbit has the gun, then you better be ready to take it. And yes, Caitlin sir. Clark took it. But then, of course, and like I said, I, I said this on Twitter. I go, so are we really about to turn this into a referendum on on class? Yeah. Like, and for 24, 48, 72 hours, that is exactly what yeah. we did. And Angel Reese was called an asshole. She was called a shithead. She was called a bitch. She She's was called, called a, a clown. Piece of shit. She was called a thug. She was called a nigga. Yep. By a bunch of people. 
yep. for doing the exact same thing that Caitlin Clark did. And credit to Angel Reese for handling it in the manner in which she did. And credit to Caitlin Clark for not playing the victim, not asking for anybody to come yep. to her defense. And yep. then eventually slamming the door shut on it a couple of days later when she went yeah. on Sports Center and said, and I'm paraphrasing, Angel Reese didn't do anything wrong. That's the way this the game is played. She yeah. and the LSU Tigers are worthy champions. But for 72 hours, people flat lost their minds. Which show, which shows you that there and there's some, there's clearly some misogyny involved in here too because oh, misogyny, if, racism, just because if, a lot if, of the isms. If it had been a couple of dudes, it probably wouldn't even been a story. Nope. Nope. No, no, no. The, the, the overwhelming thing is that there's a, 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 a certain group of people and we all knew who they are, who mm -hmm. felt the need to who felt the need to come to the aid of what they believe to be a damsel in distress. And Caitlin, Caitlin Clark. Clark and Caitlin Clark was 100 percent not a damsel in distress. No, in no way, shape or form. By the way, that game was great. Oh, it's a very good game. That game, I actually far better than the men's game. I'm like, okay, I'm turning this shit off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I men's was game was garbage. Ooh, we it was bad. Ooh, we. I was like, wow, this, I can't believe this San Diego State got here. God, dog. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it is hard watching a basketball game when teams can't shoot or a team Bro, can't shoot. Oh my god, especially a college team that can't mm -hmm. shoot. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, Rod! I'm like, this is awful. And not only were they terrible, they shooting the ball terrible. You, you know, sometimes you watch a game, and uh, like uh, maybe if you're not like a real big basketball nut or whatever, you won't notice certain things. But you notice when when you see people like aren't hustling, kind of giving up, not really trying hard, seem to be intimidated. Seemed like they're waiting for somebody else to do something. And I mm -hmm. saw a lot of that. With It's like, it almost seemed like once they got out to a nice little lead and UConn started just chipping away and taking the lead again, they were kind of like, well, this is it. We might want to run this out. Yep. Yep. Was, yeah. It's, it's, it's like they, they were <laughs> being swept away by the tide. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought dude was just not hustling, not trying hard. I'm like, wow, y'all. Damn. Well, you know the the it's a very sobering moment to be on a basketball court Ooh. and realize that you have no fucking chance whatsoever. Oh <laughs> boy, it's hard. It, it, it is if if it's one on one and you're just Ooh. playing somebody like I. I this cat is about to kill me. It is. It's hurtful, right? I mean, it it hits you just on a molecular <laughs> level when you multiply that by five, and then you look at your squad and you go, "Oh, we got no chance, and we have to do this for forty minutes, and we have to do this on national free over the air broadcast television." It is, man. Yo, I, man, that's that's hard. I can't tell you how many hamstrings, quote unquote, I pulled. <laughs> Oh, ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! ah, damn, dude, I want to finish. <laughs> I can't go. Ah, 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 it hurts my back, my neck, my neck, yeah! and my back. <laughs> what, what was that? What was that shit you would do when you playing when you playing on the, on the uh, Nintendo or Atari or whatever the fuck you're playing? Like, yeah, something wrong with the game. 
Something wrong with the game. <laughs> Let me blow on the cartridge. Hey, hey man, something wrong with this joystick. <laughs> hey, you got to be of a certain vintage if blowing on the cartridge is a reference that, <laughs> that hits you. Because now, I mean, that, you know, you know, there is no actual physical hard copy of video games. It's all no. downloaded. Like, what do you do now if you get your ass kicked oh, man. in whatever the video game du jour is? How do you, you know, how do you fake injury? Oh, you, you just say the Wi Fi is messed up. <laughs> Oh, this Wi-Fi bad. Wi-Fi is bad as you. <laughs> this Wi-Fi is not good, man. That's why. I, like, you see we, delayed? we only got five G. We ain't got that ten G. Uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> there you go, kids. We're handing out life lessons. There you go. If you if did you get you... your ass kicked in Mario Kart, just blame it on the Wi-Fi. Did you ever play with somebody who, like, when they just started losing, they just fucking reset the game? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. I, I hate it. I'd rather you just quit. But don't reset it. Don't reset the game. Oh, that, yeah. Ooh, I, I was re- I'm, I'm ready to fight when you just reset it. Right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The whooping of the ass. Man. Yeah. You, well, you know, I, that was my first – that was my first understanding of there are just some people you don't want to fuck with. Yeah. And anybody okay. who will reset I, – I would rather you fake injury than fuck off the game. You know what I mean? And anybody I just like I it's, as I think about it now, I could just remember being twelve years old and 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 playing and motherfucker would just reach over and just hit the reset button. You'd be like what the fuck are you doing? Like it Why just do it, that? Right. And it's just that that is, you know, as I'm twelve years old, about to make my way into to to manhood, just realizing like that's a real bitch ass move. Like well, <laughs> Like, oh, my nigga, no. we, we just playing Space Invaders? What you doing? God damn. Like, come on, dog. Why you, why you got to be, you know, like that? So, yeah, that that's – I think that's your first indication when you're oh, a, 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 a kid. Oh, my God. I want to my high score. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, you're just like, oh, the people who would just reach over, just reset the game. Like, that's not somebody you want to bang with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I was playing games, especially when I was playing, uh, like, uh, that game called Bases Loaded that I was addicted to, um, but Bases Loaded or any of the football games, even when I was losing, I refused to quit. They'd be like, "Man, you getting whooped, man? We should just nah, nah, I nah, I'm a nah. We gonna keep playing this, dude." Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna hit the reset button now. No, if if the ass whipping is one where the person who was whipping my ass and and I wasn't a video game kid. I I just I even when it was just a joystick and a button, I had yeah. issues with it. When the Sega Genesis came along and it was multiple buttons, because I have no hand-eye coordination, oh, it was, I was out the game. So I wasn't good at video games at all. But if 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 you're wiping me out and you were like, hey, this isn't a competition, if you want to stop, I'm like, okay, I thank you. I appreciate you having mercy on me. But I wasn't going to be the one to bring it up, be like, we should quick. No. Quit. And I definitely wasn't going to reach over and hit the reset button. No. You got to take them ass whoopings, man. No. I, I didn't want you to have that over me. I didn't want you to have it over me at all. I didn't want you to. You could never say that Marcus quit. Not exactly. You never say I punked Exactly. Out. You call me a loser. Don't yeah. call me a quitter because I'm yeah, not a quitter. Never say I punked out. No, we're going to keep playing this game until I get it. I got a shot, man. We're going to keep playing. <laughs> Mark, you down by 17. That don't matter, man. I got a shot. <laughs> I'm going to shoot Oh, man. It, it, I got another thing that I want to bring up. Go ahead. Um, just the thoughts about the new CBA and the NBA mm-hmm. and some of the new rules 
uh, regarding the NBA. The one that's been really popular is the 65-game minimum to win awards. What are your thoughts? I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I know that there is a, a somewhat nascent movement from the players to try and get ahead of this load management deal. Yeah. Uh, and players seemingly not um, wanting to play as many games as they can over the course of an 82-game season. Um, there, there is this, this talk that, well, it's not the players that are pushing it, which I do believe the players aren't pushing it, mm-hmm. but it, it is the teams and specifically the medical staffs of the team. I, b- I believe yeah. you've talked about this. The medical staffs of the yeah. team who are saying, yeah. uh, here's the data you can't play. And the players are, are going, ah, well, what do, you want me to, what do you want me to say to the doctor? I don't necessarily buy that, again, because even though player <laughs> empowerment is not as strong as people would would think in the NBA, um, the players do have a great amount of power. And I, I, I just have a hard time believing that truly powerful players, and I'm thinking of your LeBrons, your Anthony Davises, your, Dam- your Damian Lillards, and, and so forth, are, 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 are who want to play so bad, but when the doctor says they can't play, they're like, mm, okay, well, I just won't play. Like I, I, To me, I think some of these guys, I don't know who, but I think some of these guys are using <laughs> the doctors say we can't. I think they're using that as cover. Because, oh, I 100% believe that. Because if you wanted to play and if you felt the game was important enough for you to play, you'd play. I guarantee you if they showed you that data during a playoff game, you wouldn't be like, oh, okay, I guess I won't play. You're going to go out there and you're going uh, to play. So I, I, I think that while I understand the game is different, I think that you do have to have things in place to get these guys to play more games because some of them, if left to their own devices, will just say, well, the docs say I can't play. It is game 55. It is the middle of January. You know what? I'm not going to play. Now, we can't have that. We can't have that. It's an entertainment industry. There is an expectation that you should be out there and play. We are not that far removed from players playing 82 games a year, and that was that was done, and it was expected of them, and it was done because it was expected of them. All of a sudden now, we got guys who have the best training of all time, who are in the best shape of of all time, and all of a sudden now, you can't play back-to-backs? Come on, man. I think that... um... I guess I like the idea of it. I'm just not sure how meaningful it's actually going to be. No, that's, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Because I, I mean, I say that because I think that, and, and this is just p- pure speculation uh, on my part, but my gut tells me that most of the quote unquote load management is done with higher profile players on teams that are winning. And they're really trying to save these guys for the postseason. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you're seeing much of it with younger players or losing teams. And also, um, I just I, I'm trying to think of how many guys have won these big awards playing less than 65 games in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't think that's something that happens very often. Uh, and well, I, I I think you you yes, you're right. But it's not just a focus on MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. It's also about all NBA teams, too. Oh, that, and, now, listen, that's going to be a big deal. Right. That's a huge deal. And I think I heard some player talking about it. Uh, God, I don't remember who it was. But some player was talking about, like, this is going to really fuck up some owners when they have to start 
when it comes to contracts because some scrubs are going to be making these all NBA teams because a guy like a Steph Curry somehow misses doesn't hit 60 get to 65 games or a guy like LeBron doesn't get to 65 games there's going to be some scrub who that gets that all NBA gig and they end up getting that that bonus and it ends up f- affecting their max contract so you, he was like you get a Guy who would get an eighty million contract, and suddenly they get an one hundred sixty million contract. Well, well, Draymond said that. I think he's being a bit hyperbolic because is that, is that Draymond. Yeah, it was Draymond, and of I course he was. I think it's a great point. I think it's. A but, great but but see, but I I don't, I don't see that happening. Like like, it, it, the stars would have to align for one guy who would be considered a scrub for him to it 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 would have to take that person having a great All NBA type season mm-hmm. and an actual All NBA player falling victim if we want to call it that to the right. 65 game minimum rule right. and then that player that supposed scrub being up for a contract that year i think that's fear-mongering i think there are too many things that have to happen for that scenario to take place and listen if steph is healthy if steph hadn't had that somewhat freak shoulder accident this season oh yeah and if, and if he hadn't had that somewhat freak knee you know, yeah. it, it was knee collision. His knee yeah. hit another guy's knee. If he yeah. hadn't had that happen this season, Steph Curry is going to be on one of the three all NBA teams because yeah. Steph Curry right now is one of the 15 best basketball players breathing God's air. Yeah. And, and, and that's also a guy who's not really trying to sit out games. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He ain't trying to sit out no game. No, man. No. I also think that a lot of this stuff, with with guys, the low management stuff, it, I think it comes down to these dudes wanting to prolong their careers and get mm-hmm. that that second or third big contract. Uh, I, I'm not mad, huh. at him. not mad uh-huh. at him, not mad at him. Um, but I think I actually think it's the threshold. I guess my point is, I think the threshold should have been a little bit higher, not lower. Um, so you're thinking what, seventy two games? I think seventy games probably would have been a good number. Um. Well, you know, if you only had a 72-game season, you wouldn't have to have this. But, of course, the one thing that they didn't do is the one thing they needed to do, which is cut 10 fucking games off of a too-long 82-game season. And what did they do? They added a ridiculous mid-season play-in tournament. Oh, my God. (laughs) So now we got a mid-season play-in tournament to go along with the, what are we now, two or three years into the playoff play-in tournament. And we still have an all-star game that is an absolute joke. So I don't I don't know. I'm not looking I nobody asked for this in season tournament. I don't know anybody who wants this in season tournament. How are they gonna execute this? Does this mean extra games? Does this mean extra pay? Like you know more about this than I do because you said it's very similar to a soccer. Like, how are they going to do this? Well, it's going to be extra games, and the extra pay is going to be, I believe, the winning team of this tournament gets 500 Each player gets half a million dollars, Oof. which they were supposed to get a million dollars, and I will give credit to Draymond when he said, uh, so we we lost we lost $500,000 even before the thing started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Draymond. Y'all got screwed. I, I mean, and I, I wonder if participation in this thing is mandatory because let's face it uh, lebron james doesn't need an extra half a million bucks like no 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 he he doesn't doesn't need an extra half a million bucks who's gonna be in this thing i forgot who i was talking to when i said this i go but um steve kerr 
should just channel his inner Greg Popovich and bring <laughs> up nothing but guys from the from the G League, from the NBA's developmental league, Back to play in the tournament to and not have Steph and Clay and Draymond or any you know of his of his top what a players. Sweet play. idea! What a great <laughs> idea! I will assume they thought of that and they put protections in place. Ah, oh, what a great idea! Holy <laughs> shit, that'd be great. It'd be awesome if you just had 12 fans yeah, <laughs> representing the Warriors in this That'd unnecessary mid-season tournament. Phone call. Free, free. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Osborne, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? <laughs> Yo, dog, you want to hoop? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. Where, at the local 24-hour fitness? Cool. Nope. Cool. Nope, nope, not 24-hour fitness. Uh, Would you he, like to hoop at Chase Center? Now we talking. <laughs> now we talking. How much on the line? Listen, it's been about twenty years, but let me get, let me get up and stretch. <laughs> it's like like that joke from uh, from the late great Robin Harris, where he goes, "You play for the Clippers." You <laughs> <laughs> <He> go. You <laughs> go. I had twenty five points, twelve rebounds, eight assists. Then had a triple double. <laughs> Coach, oh, coach got mad at me because I couldn't come back the next day. I'm like, I got shit to do. Man, I miss <laughs> Robin Harris. That's oh, that is. Man. You want to talk? That's like the Lynn bias of stand-up comedy, dude. Ooh, what a great comparison. Even though Robin Harris died from natural causes and not from yeah, doing yeah, too much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, too much of the devil's danger. But yeah, man. Oh Ooh. God, Rob, it, it, listen, Baby's kids. That is <laughs> the top five comedy album of all time. Are oh, you with my. your mama? God, so good. That, so good. That dude, I mean, he was on fire for like a four-year period. Oh man, could do no wrong. And then I remember just being crushed when uh, I found out he died. Oh, he, he's one of those people where I would see a picture, and I still see a picture of him now, and I just break out laughing. Just start because, laughing because you like he's about to say some shit that's hilarious. Tracy Morgan uh, does that to me. <laughs> What's the name of the Melissa McCarthy? Oh, uh, the actress, hilarious. she does that to me. It's just like, uh, Amaya Rudolph. I just oh, see her face. And I'm like, I just start laughing because I, oh. she's about to either say something funny or I'm reminded of something funny that, uh, that she said, but yeah, man, Robin, gotta go, gotta go. I want you to take a lunch out. I do two at a time. What the fuck is spare change? Get yourself a spare job. Then you say? have some spare change. You say, Robin, when you make it, you gonna change? I've got that right might have a change. <laughs> Be hanging around with you. <laughs> <laughs> I say that once a week to myself. <laughs> Nobody else. God, I miss that dude. You got damn right I'm a change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so much. Just, oh, he was just a just uh just a warhead, man. Just a yeah, nuclear man. warhead, just right out there, right at the So bottom. so funny. Mm, another so, so guy, funny. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Bernie uh, Mac know, and and uh, the, Robin Harris, no doubt. One of the things that interests me about the CBA, I know we're still on it, but I, I actually thought this was going to be a thing is the idea of being able to re-sign your own draft picks mm -hmm. to whatever number you wanted to sign them to. So the elevated bird rights. Yeah. And I'm shocked that that was not in there. Well, the, the a lot of people are looking at it as this is 
a direct response to Joe Lacob and the Warriors and how sure. they've gone about doing business, where sure. they have drafted so well and they have luxury tax be damned, mm -hmm. uh, paid a lot of money to keep specifically Steph uh and clay draymond is angling for an extension that i i, yeah. I don't think he's going to get all the money he wants but i think he's he's going to be brought back because it matters what you think about draymond green the person um draymond green the basketball player and what he does for the warriors is 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 indispensable um yeah. and and it does he deserves to be compensated for the job that he's done as a member of the golden state warriors um but there are a lot of <clears throat> pardon me owners who are not Joe Lacob, who are in this uh, not to win, but they're definitely yeah. in, not in this to lose any money. <clears throat> Pardon me. And they are, uh, they, they don't like what Joe Lacob has done, um, you know, in terms of spending uh, money on the luxury tax. So this is to not only hamstring the Warriors, but to provide cover to the yeah. other broke boy ass owners who yeah. don't want to do what a guy like uh, Joe Lacob has done. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, there's. I'm sorry, but there's just certain ownership groups there that don't give a fuck about these caps. Mm -hmm. the Yankees in baseball, the Warriors and the Lakers in the NBA. These they will always spend whatever money they need to spend to get their players. Which you couldn't say that about the Warriors, you know, 15 years ago. But <laughs> fucking Chris Cohan was there. But no, Lake up is proven. Like he don't give a damn about what you're talking about. He gonna spend this paper, man. If he feels it's gonna get him a ring, he gonna spend this money. I'm just really kind of disappointed because I actually do believe that be that the ability to re-sign your own draft picks, not your free agents, your own draft picks to whatever salary you want would be beneficial to every single team with a superstar. Yeah, but for some owners, they don't want they don't want that. They want the cheap labor. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Sure. They they don't want to pay the true market value for the labor once it it has established the fact that it is it is of a certain somewhat astronomical value. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it's just an easy out for it. You know, the the one of the the great sort of mythological tenets in American professional sports is that all of the owners are trying to win. Oh yeah, they're not. That. Yeah, they're not. They're not. I, think I mean, you, really, you're only talking be... about a couple of handfuls that are actually trying yeah. to win, and to win, it costs money. Yeah, I think you and I and folks who are like really into this business into the sports world, understand that. I don't think the average person understands that. No, they don't at all. They don't. They don't. They they think that owners are owning teams because they want to win, and they think that owners are smart because they're rich. Yeah. And if there's Nobody one thing we found is yeah. that, no, nah, there's a bunch of dumbass rich people out there. <laughs> yeah, real talk, man. Um, Speaking of bullshit, <laughs> There's this guy, Dan <laughs> Kelly, who was – this is interesting, the idea of running for Supreme Court justice. It's, it's interesting to me, um, which I, I have some thoughts on that. Um, but, the, but he lost and lost big in Wisconsin to mm -hmm. a, a Democrat, and he made a concession speech that was absolute trash. I heard about this.
I was, I was, I guess I was, I guess I was surprised by how bad it was, but I was more surprised. Rod, I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh. I, you know what? Yeah, I, I lost you. You were saying holy shit, and then you, and then it picked up where it said I was surprised. So oh, okay, I don't know if I, you got to make an editor there or whatever. But yeah, I was just surprised that there wasn't nearly as much vitriol and conversation about this trash ass speech as it was about Angel Reese well, making a hand gesture in a women's college basketball game. And he basically he basically called the woman that he beat trash. That's essentially yes. what he said. He yes. said she was trash. I'm like, wow, dude, you are really an awful person. And I think I even have the quote here. My opponent. <laughs> uh, let me let me go back and read this. He says, uh, I wish I could concede to a worthy opponent, but I do not have a worthy opponent to which I can concede. Ooh, wait. My opponent is a serial liar. She's disregarded judicial ethics. She's demeaned her judiciary with her behavior. And this is the future that we have to look forward to in Wisconsin. See, first off, homie thought he, he really did something with what he just said. <laughs> he thought he was he thought he was Tupac and hit him up. He he thought he thought he thought he was given the Wisconsin Supreme Court judicial candidate version of first off fuck your bitch and the click you claim. But yeah. that's not but 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 that's not what he did. That's not how the streets are receiving it. The streets are receiving it as use a bitch and yeah. you going out like a bitch. With the the streets are receiving it as hit dogs holla. Yes, okay? sir. You got beat. You lost. Accept it. She won. Accept it. Okay? Be a gracious loser or just be a loser and go away. But he really thought he was doing something with that. My opponent is not. But Man, ain't nobody trying to hit. Go kick rocks. Bye, Felicia. Gone. Isn't it a shame that Caitlin Clark was better in defeat uh, basically, a 19, 20 year old college kid was better in defeat than a grown, than a grown ass, ass man. Who, by the way, is a goddamn judge in public life for all his life. Man, come on. So, so, someone who's supposed to show intelligence yeah. and restraint and yeah. humility. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really discourage, discouraging place to be where basically every time somebody loses, and I hate to say this, but this is always on the right. The so- the the people who claim to be the toughest are the biggest, whiniest little oh my god on the planet. Man, Jesus speak on it, Christ. Speak y'all on it. Whine like little bitches, and that's maybe offensive to bitches. Y'all need to <laughs> take your losses, man. Every time one of these cats lose, they bitch and whine. And and but but see, but to me, that's the thing. I want. I want all this to happen because they can't help but show themselves. They yeah. can't help but to show themselves to be unintelligent, to be hyper emotional, to be no to be just to be just wrong, to be yeah. just snowflake. Like these clowns out here shooting up cases of Bud Light because Get Budweiser, a conglomerate, decided to pander 
to the LGBTQ oh. community and put rainbows in their cans. And now you got these supposedly tough dudes with these guns and these jacked up trucks yeah. uh, getting on TikTok, shooting at cases of Bud Light. Like, yeah. first off, you're just destroying shit you already paid for, so yeah. that shows that you're stupid. Secondly, really, really, this is what gets you exercised. Not, not, not the other things that are actually important, but I like these people I hate this word triggered, but I'll use it here in this instance. I like these people getting triggered and showing us the world who they are. We need to know. But here's the second part of that. It's not enough for us to be shown these things. It's not enough for us to know these things. We need to recognize. We need to call these people out. We need to actually do something with this information because they're showing us who they are and if they're showing us that they're idiots let's treat them like idiots if they're showing us that they're racist let's treat them like racist if they're showing us that they have no scruples then let's treat them like people with no scruples and what do we do to all of those type of people that i mentioned we shun them we shame them we make life difficult for them don't give them aid and comfort. Oh they're showing you that they're terrible people. Yeah. Like all these assholes that showed up at not should what a bunch of them, but the assholes that showed up in New York oh. when when the fat orange dude got uh oh. got indicted. Like the, when these people show up to do that, then we show up in force. Oh my god. To shame them. These, to, to to send them scurrying like the rats and roaches that they are. These cats are so Downy soft. Every time something doesn't go the way, we're not talking about like, yeah, well, you know, the riots. Why didn't you? Uh, why weren't you mad when there were riots in the street after George Floyd? Well, they were protests. A and B. Yeah, there was some people getting their shit beat up and burned down, but those people paid the price for it too. And yep. it, that's a that's a lot as well. Different. They should have. That's a lot different than you sending a mob of people to the Capitol building to overturn an election and do about the most traitorous act you could possibly imagine and then go, we don't like their jail conditions. What? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) You're sending these people down to D.C. to check on the prison conditions of the J6 choir. Get the fuck out of here, you soft-ass little bitches. Go see what the prison's like for real. Isn't it amazing how um, the people with the the most guns, the biggest guns, yep, are the softest? Like, what you scared of, Preachers. homie? That's what, what you got scared you. of. Preachers. Ah, that's Preachers. exactly it. You are one hundred percent correct. Um, it's, I mean, it alluded to it. Don't want to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, old boy went to New York, got indicted. Um, and, and of course, you know, the most comfortable white collar way uh, possible. Um, I, I, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. I, you know, I found it funny when he was sitting there, you know, at the table as not (laughs) the president of the United States, not even as the former president of the United States, but just as a regular old dude, John Q citizen. Defend it. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet, baby. I picture him just sitting there at the table looking like any other regular ass person who's been dragged in the court oh uh and, God, and, and has to defend himself against charges from uh from the state. Uh I found that to be funny. That that oh. was that was that was a that was a good picture. Him just sitting at that table naked. <laughs> and, and speaking of soft, I it's hilarious to see these dudes on TV cr- literally crying because this joker got indicted. Not thrown in jail, 
Not convicted. He didn't even get handcuffed, dog. He didn't get handcuffed. Oh, and by the way, they allowed him to come with his Secret Service detail and wear his nice little suit and, and all this bullshit. Me and you, if they if we go into jail, they come into the crib to get it. Talk, and we get cuffed. Talk to me when and we the go battle, have a mug shot. Talk to me when the battle ram yeah. come to Mar a Lago. <laughs> yes, yes. And they yes. drag the motherfuckers out and they draw. Yes. Talk 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 to me. Talk to me when that happens. Don't don't talk to me. But but here's what's funny. When the FBI showed up to get them classified documents, that's when he was really shook. Ooh, <laughs> it's wait. like, oh no, okay. So Ooh, now you know how wait. black folk feel. When, Ooh, when, when when the police come up in the crib looking for shit. Now you know. Oh, now it's defund the FBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That when he was murdering Ma- Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr., nah, you nah. wasn't doing it then. Nah. And Fred Hampton, you wasn't doing it then. Ooh. Now you saw mm. that motherfuckers want to come out here defund because what your boy lost an election and he legitimately got busted committing crimes. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I don't know what's going to come out of this. I don't. I don't. You know, I, I don't. I, I don't know anything about the law other than I know not to break it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so who knows, who knows what's going to come out of this, but, uh, yeah, I just, I found that picture of him just sitting at that table hilarious. as, uh, as defendant, not president. I found that to be high hilarious. It was sweet. I was, I was salt bay. You know that chef? When I saw that picture, <laughs> I was just salt bay. <laughs> Getting excited, indicted. <laughs> excited and indicted. Took a grip and a gear trying to fight it. Shout out Ice Cube. Um, uh, uh, continuing on though, with some weird shit going on in the world of politics, um, this woman in North Carolina, you see this story? Mm -mm. So let's see if I can remember this woman's name. Her name was, uh, Trisha, Trisha Cotham. She was elected as a progressive Democrat in North Carolina. We're not talking about one of these on the uh, like Joe Manchin type blue dog Democrat conservative. She was elected as a progressive Democrat in the state of North Carolina. And then just yesterday, she said, you know what? Uh, I'm about to switch over to the Republicans. Oh, really? Oh. And she, right. She was just elected in the midterms. Really? Just elected. And this bitch switched on over and decided to join the GOP. It, Coincidentally, it gives that uh, it gives that caucus a supermajority in the state of North Carolina. Oh, you think this was on purpose? Which means the abortion ban that they wanted to pass that was going to be vetoed by the Democratic governor yeah. of North Carolina now no now they have a supermajority that can override that veto. I think this was on purpose. I think this was, bro. I think this was all planned. I, I, you know me. I'm not much into, into conspiracy theories, but I ain't putting shit past these cats. Yeah, I mean, it, this seems to be too, too obvious. I to ain't me. putting shit past these. What I would like to do though is figure out a way how we can make these people pay. Because if I am one of her constituents today, and by the way, this is a district that is that overwhelmingly votes Democrat, 60%. Mm-hmm. And if I'm in that district today, I want I want my pound of flesh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, that's got to be something done here. We yeah. need to investigate this fraud. We need to go ahead and figure out, was this plan? Was this a conspiracy? And then we need to get her out of here and have the election over. Yeah. Because this is not, this is some, this is like some, I don't know what, what level I want to even put it at. It's not a felony, obviously, but it's. Here, here, here's, the, here's the level. It's at the level of shady ass shit. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. It's yes, on now. Sir. It's, 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 but, you know, but here's the deal. I don't know. I don't know how you prove it. I don't know. Well, that's the thing, right? That's yeah. I mean, how do you, you know, prove it? I mean, it's if, if, if there's no paper trail, then you just kind of have to, they gamed the system. They, they did. And I'm sure this has happened before. We're just not talking about it or we just didn't hear about it. Um, but this, this to me, sure seems like i don't oh, know man. if inside job is the right term but it sure seems to me like all right they pulled the fast one yeah she they she okie doked him yeah she okie doked yeah and, yeah. and like and, like old girl in arizona uh yeah. that senator um, yeah who, who thinks she's so funny yeah. and cute uh yeah. you know went in as a democrat but basically she's doing everything uh for yeah. the, she's doing all the bidding of the republican party it, it is i i'm so disgusted by this person there's got to be maybe they can recall her maybe you can do something like that i don't know but <coughs> i'm sure that's something that can be done and i'm sure that they well but then you never know you never know but i just found it to be awful um well that's politics for you awful yeah, dude. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, I know we got to run, and I hate to end on this, but uh, Bob Lee, the uh, founder of Cash App, was stabbed to death in these San Francisco streets. I saw that. Yeah, over by the Bay Bridge. That is amazing, and I, I guess awful. Like, what is going on? I know that crime apparently overall is down, but violent crime like the homicides, the robberies, they are up. Yeah, I mean, I, in major cities, in major cities, I should say. Well, I'm I'm just going to speak for San Francisco. Um, you know, I for 25 years either lived in San Francisco or was in San Francisco every single day of the work week. Right. And what I noticed um, over the past five to eight years is that there, there, there was, there is, in my estimation, an yeah. air of menace in San Francisco. And it's not necessarily because you have uh, uh, <laughs> roving gangs going up yeah. and down the streets uh, uh, assaulting people. You know, car break-ins are an issue, but I want to put that aside for a second. We're talking violent crime to, to one yeah. person. Um, there, there's not people just walking through, just stabbing and shooting, but there, there, right. there is, I can't describe it any more than any better than it's just this air of menace. And it, it comes from the fact that the homeless, the unhoused population, which is directly tied into mental illness. Um, th th those people are out there on the streets and they're out there in, in, in at night. At two thirty in the morning, when uh, Bob Lee was uh, was was stabbed and eventually killed, or eventually died because of the stabbing injuries, yeah. they're out there at two thirty in the afternoon. They're out there at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I used to run every day along the Embarcadero, um, and that is that is touristy, that is populated, that is, and I did this during the day, if, you know, from between ten and eleven o'clock, 
And I used to run with headphones on because, well, yeah. you run, listen to music or whatever. Sure, I stopped sure. doing that because I was worried about not being fully aware of my surroundings because yeah. there were so many mentally ill people on the streets. And I would see these same people every day Yeah, that I was afraid that and I used to I remember used to have to run and weave in between them or I would see them from a distance and go, OK, I'm going to give that person a wide berth because what you, what I didn't want was to run near them, get their attention and then have to deal with them, whether right. it was deal with their from them yelling or saying something or them becoming possibly violent. Right. And because you have such a, a, a mental illness problem in San Francisco. The mentally ill people, if they have a gun or a knife, a they, 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 they can harm you. And, and listen, I remember I was coming back from a baseball game last year, walking down the street, and there was a homeless person there on the side of the street as, as I'm walking back to the car. And he dropped dog a big-ass butcher knife out of his belongings ooh, ooh. as he was sitting there on the street. It, I mean, just this giant knife. And he didn't have it because he was doing because he's a chef. He had it because that's how he protected himself. You know what I mean? No, no, he wasn't a good butcher. You know what I mean? And that, and that, 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 those type of people are on the streets of San Francisco by the hundreds or by the thousands. And because of that, San Francisco is, in my estimation, at times dangerous. Sure. And it's especially dangerous if you're a solo person, male or female, at 2.30 in the morning in downtown San Francisco. Because you don't know who the fuck is lurking in the shadows and what the fuck they're on, what the fuck they have going on in their head, and what the fuck they have on their person. Now, yeah. I know I know, I don't know, uh, I don't know all the facts in this case other than what you just mentioned, Marcus, is that this, this man, Bob Lee, was stabbed and, and eventually died yeah. at 2.30 in the morning. But I know San Francisco. And yeah. unfortunately, San Francisco is not necessarily unsafe. Not, San Francisco is not, not, not violent. But San Francisco, San Francisco is unsafe. And it's unsafe for a variety of reasons, but to me, San Francisco is unsafe because we have so many mentally ill people on the streets. Yeah, brother, I, I, you, I cannot in any way dispute what you just said. I think that's, uh, I mean, once you go there, you see that that is obviously true. Uh, uh -huh. The same thing has happened in Oakland. Oakland, which never had the homeless problem that San Francisco had up until about four, four or five years ago when the homeless population in Oakland exploded. But that was when they moved the Super Bowl uh, the Super Bowls in San Francisco, and they moved all the homeless folks over to Oakland, and those folks, mm -hmm. those folks never left. Mm -hmm. um, but I damn, I, I, I do believe wholeheartedly that the explosion in the homeless population, the mental ill, mental illness aspect, plays a lot into the danger of many of the parts of the city. Um, these these homeless camp, homeless camps are incredibly dangerous places incredibly incredibly there's so much crime that goes unreported uh shit, unreported in the news that goes on in these homeless camps we're talking about all the shit the the robberies the rapes the homicides i told you about when i was working over at starline and for like two or three weeks straight we had a homeless person burned to death mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and people would drive by the homeless camps 
just pull a gun out the window and just fire at the camp. Start shooting. Yeah. Yeah. So this shit happens. And I also think the other part to it, and it's I think it has it's been growing over the last probably twenty years, but it's really been magnified uh over the last three, four years because of the pandemic. But boy, people are not making money. And you combine people who are getting poor and the the expansion of the earnings gap between the rich and the poor. People out here, they trying to get this paper any way they can. Any way they can. Any way they can. And if you look like a mark, cats is coming to get you. It's yeah, they are. It makes it very, very dangerous to be out there on these streets. That's the problem. One of the problems with wealth inequality is that yes. if if you if if there is no middle, mm-hmm. um, or if the gap is widening to where the middle is just completely and totally just this thin strip, yeah. then you are going to have and 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 see. Here's the thing: it's predatory in both ways because yes. you know people will think, well, the 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 not the not haves are going to predate on the haves mm-hmm. that's true but yep. the reason you got to this massive wealth inequality gap is that the haves preach it right have been predating forever on the have-nots forever and it are both ways. shameless about it and are shameless about it so maybe maybe the chickens are coming home to roost i mean <laughs> I a, a, the great malcolm x once said it right? yes sir chickens are coming home to roost <laughs> I, I don't. I don't wish that on anybody. I don't want anybody. I certainly, sure as fuck, don't want anybody getting stabbed in the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is insane. But you know, we. I think the way we always talk about solving solving crime, the crime problems, and one of the things I keep I keep trying to stress is that yeah, it's a problem. But the methods that you're talking about using more police that ain't working. No. More cops. Cops have never solved uh, a crime. They've never stopped crime. They're there after the shit goes down. But they don't stop crime from happening. Yeah. Do you know how many cats I know, and I'm sure you do, who don't give a damn if the cops are... The cops can be around the corner. Like, well, they ain't over here. I'm going to go ahead and keep this lit. <laughs> they around the corner. Well, that's good. Good for and me. How, and how many cops are out there going, I, I don't really feel like getting involved in yeah. this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or even worse, like when I was a kid, we had cops come by and they would rob the dope dealers in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah, of course. Of and course. So I, I think more cops is not the answer. More guns is not the answer. I know they kind of keep telling us that. We've got to do something uh, about at the root issue, whatever the cause of, and there's the the causes of crime, the roots of crime are they're so there, so numerous. It's not just one thing. It, it's, it's two things. It's... Um the wealth gap, the income inequality gap, mm-hmm. and it's mental illness. Mental illness. That's what sure. it is. You 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 start to attack those two things, um, you'll see things change. But uh, that that costs money, and it also takes empathy, which we know uh, a lot of people just simply don't have. They don't yeah. they don't care about the poor, and they don't no. care about the mentally ill, and which Great. is why we are uh, not just uh, in certain parts of the country. While we are nationwide and really worldwide while we are struggling mm-hmm. uh, because we will not address those two um, very obvious and somewhat basic problems. Let's, let's, let's end on a, on a lighter note. Uh, let's, let's, let's end on a note where we will celebrate a, uh, a true hero and 
this hero that I would like to spotlight is from uh, from the great city of Houston, Texas, my hometown. H-Town. Oh boy! Uh, the spotlights <laughs> an everyday hero by the name of Trayvon Lil Darius Stevenson. <laughs> oh, that is just Italian throwing out the first pitch. All right, my bad. Oh, I'm getting there. Oh, I'm getting there. <laughs> If you did not see Megan the Stallion from Houston, Texas, throughout the first pitch at the uh, at, at uh, opening day of uh, the World Champion Houston Astros 2023 championship defending uh, game, uh, Google it and check it out. Megan the Stallion was uh, resplendent in an all white getup, <laughs> accenting her, uh, her 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 many. Uh, bodacious, if I can be so bold, curves. <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion, uh, being the performer that she is, performed at the Final Four Fan Fest concerts mm-hmm. uh, as we taped this this past weekend in Houston, where the Men's uh, National uh, Basketball Championship Final Four was held. Anyway, Trayvon Ladarius Stevenson. <laughs> That's his full government name. I'm not making any of that up. That's so hilarious. Uh, very badly wanted to see Megan the Stallion at this Final Four Fan Fest concert. And for whatever reason, Trayvon Lodarius Stevenson was <laughs> unable to gain entry. I do not know if Trayvon didn't have the funds. I would assume he had the funds because he's a barber by trade. Uh, or maybe it, it, tickets were just so hard to come by because Megan the Stallion is indeed an international superstar yep. that uh, Trayvon just simply could not gain entry. Uh, what did Trayvon do? Did he hang his head? Not at all. Trayvon Lodaria Stevenson got very smart. Trayvon Lodaria Stevenson got himself a vest. He what? got himself a police canine vest. What? Went to the performance and claimed to be working as a security officer. <laughs> as a police officer. We. <laughs> uh, as, as I mentioned, Trayvon Lodaria Stevenson is a barber by trade, and he has absolutely no qualifications as any type of police officer. Sweet. Although Trayvon Lodary Stevenson was wearing a police canine vest, he, alas, did not have a dog with him. (laughs) You are. We trust you. Trayvon. <laughs> so after sneaking into Megan the Stallion's concert, uh, concert uh, Trayvon Ladarius Stevenson, his ruse, alas, uh, was up, and uh, he was taken away by authorities. Where, of course, he was booked and uh, and processed. Uh, according to uh, well, yes, of course, it is wrong. That's wrong. And prosecutor Matthew Jackson, who apparently. Uh, does not uh, know the power and wonder of Megan the Stallion's ass, went on to say, while she is a fantastic draw, this is a felony case. You cannot go and impersonate an officer to get into a concert venue. I say to Prosecutor Matthew Jackson of Harris County, shame on you, brother. Shame <laughs> on you. Better, Let's give it up for Trayvon Lodaria Stevenson, who all he wanted to do was just see Megan the Stallion in all of her curvaceous glory, and he was willing to do anything to see her, and this, quite frankly, is a victimless crime. A victimless crime. First of all, what they should be doing is not 
convicting him or arresting him, they should be giving him a job as an undercover cop <laughs> slash barber. Because this dude was a beast. My man say, me? I'm not going to just pretend to be a police officer. I'm going <laughs> to pretend to be a, a dog police officer. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Get his motherfucker a job. <laughs> I love this guy. I, like we do. I wish I could meet him because old boy is like, I got to see Meg. I, 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 I got to see Meg. I got to see it. I got to see it. <laughs> I, I, I love that story so much. It's one of those things that I wish I had done more of when I was younger. <laughs> I wish I had done more when I was younger. Just try to, just, you know, just take my chance. Take my shot to try to get in there. Everybody else is doing it. Sneak in to go see In Vogue. Yeah. You, you just say, you know what? I'm a blind man. Just let, yeah. me, just let me go in and feel the music. <laughs> That's all I, I mean, all they can do is just say, no, you can't come in. They kick you out. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I want to be careful here because people listen to this podcast, but yo, dog, Megan Thee Stallion is ridiculous, <laughs> bro. And you, and you bro, know what? That outfit she was wearing when she threw out the first pitch and the way she was standing, like, girl, stop. <laughs> and here's she's the thing. wearing white pants, too. Yo, dog, come on. And here's the thing I'm not even a butt guy. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I can appreciate a nice butt, but it's not, you know, it's not my thing. I'm, I'm in other things that I will absolutely not get into on this podcast <laughs> with this microphone in front of me. But even as someone who's not a butt guy, yo, man, when she man. walked up on that mound wearing that outfit, I was just like, yo, come wow. on, girl. And uh, I'll tell you this. Um, uh... Megan Thee Stallion is very like not just like she's very pretty. Yo, dog. Like, I, I saw her without much makeup on recently. Like, oh my god, she Yo, looks much better without much makeup on. And 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 he, curly he, hair. Oh, hey, and here's the thing about my hometown, H Town. They got Beyonces and Megan Thee Stallions everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, they all over H Town. Okay, <laughs> they Third War, South Park, West Side, Mo City, Acres Homes, uh, Sugarland, what, who, Sugarland, who, Katie, uh, <laughs> Yo, man, it ain't nothing but Beyonces and Megan. Why you think Drake is always in H Town? <laughs> Because all of them making the stallions, bro, dog. If that's what you into, we got it. Get to H Town. Hey, hey, that's why I had to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Too much. (laughs) I can't handle this. I can't handle it. (laughs) How am I supposed to advance my career when you got all these Beyonces and making the stallions around? What am I supposed to do? I can't. When's the last time you were back? You say it's been, it's been a while, right? Uh, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been it's only a couple of years. Only a couple of years. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But no, most it's... of your fam is still out here. Oh yeah, 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 oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, they what all... do you think about what you do, right? Uh, they love it. They absolutely yeah. love it. I, I think now, over the past, let's just say five years, some of them have actually. Um, but they realize it's a career. (laughs) 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 
I'm I'm not just going to games for free. They they actually like, oh wow, he's doing this for for career. Wow, hilarious. <laughs> oh, so you like a Stephen A. Smith? Now yeah. you get it. Yeah, exactly right. Now you get it. <laughs> exactly. How many people have asked you? Have you met Stephen A. Oh, it happened. Oh, yeah, it happens all the time. I'll, yeah. I'll never forget my grandmother. God, God rest her soul. When uh, I first, you know, this was a long time ago, and she yeah. was my absolute biggest fan. And and she, yeah, you know, I'm being a bit hyperbolic, uh, but you know, she she got it fairly early. You know, once I actually started doing this stuff. But I remember when I told her what I wanted to do, she was like, "Well, you know, your cousin Pookie, because everybody's got a cousin Pookie." She was like, "Well, you know, your cousin Pookie is." You know he's he's on at UPS and he can get you a job. <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was right out of Hollywood Shuffle. I swear to God. Like you know they get they work at the post it's, office. It's I so swear to God that happened. She was like, well, you know your cousin Pookie on at UPS, he can get you a job. You know, he's making so good funny. money. And I'm like, thank you, Mama, but no, <laughs> no, that's that's not what I'm going to do. They just want you to be all right. They just she just wanted me to be all right. She just wanted me to be all right. <laughs> I love that. So I'm Everybody okay. I'm okay, it. Mama. I'm okay. <laughs> I made it, Mama. I made it. I made it. <laughs> we have made another episode of your favorite podcast, Quality Hang. As you can tell, not just the name of the podcast. When we get together, Rod Brooks and Marcus Osborne. Uh, indeed, it is a Quality Hang. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed doing it. Follow us on all the socials, and uh, you can email us at uh, qualityhangpod.com. Hopefully one day I get to meet uh, Trayvon Lodarius Stevenson. Or, or just, or even if I don't meet him, I just hope when he goes back to his barbershop where he works at, <laughs> I, I hope he is treated like the, the, the king that he is. Dude, I, I, he deserves it. He deserves an honorable mention. He deserves he's everything that he's got coming to him. He deserves he, all he the flowers, one hundred percent. My brother, let's do it again next week. Yes, sir. All right, everybody, be good or be good at it. We'll see you. 